Hey everyone, welcome to Real Faith in Real World Conversations, based on a sermon series by Pastor Tim Gibb, lead pastor of Bethel Church in Sarnia, Ontario. In this podcast, you're going to hear a conversation every week as we discuss the message and how we are living out our faith in our world. It's meant to be helpful and encouraging, and more than anything, a way to get you thinking deeper about your own faith. So let's jump into this week's Real Faith Conversation. Hi friends, so glad to have you join us for another Real Faith Conversation. Joining me today is Pastor Kirby, Pastor Dale, and Stephanie, and our discussion today is all about faith in the midst of a crisis. One of the things that Pastor Tim talked about was that trials are inevitable. We're all going to face trials, but we also heard that there is purpose in our trials, and there are ways that Scripture teaches us to respond in crises. So let's talk about our own experiences and what we've learned through our trials or through our crisis in our life. So this is what I want to know from you guys. Just looking back over your life, looking back over the trials in your life, how did your faith get you through your trial? I remember as a child, my mom would teach me lots of things about Jesus and my parents. So they wanted to teach me their faith you know, sending it down to the next generation, to the next generation. And so they would say many things. Of course, growing up, I wanted to learn those things myself. And that's how your faith grows is by learning these things. So they would say, you know, that Jesus hears you. He cares for you. And when we do pray, he hears and he answers those prayers. And, and so when we're going through our trials, trials our challenges, um, obviously we don't want to walk the path alone. We always want to have somebody come along with us. And it's hard to keep things in alone and, and keep it to ourselves. So there's always people we want to talk to. And, and I've found over the years, you talk to somebody and they'll say, yeah, I'll pray for you. But then you walk away and you think, I wonder if they really meant that. Do they really mean they're going to pray for me? Or was that just something that they say? Because as Christians, that's what we say. We'll pray for you. Or, or yeah, they understand something. For example, my mom died several years ago. And, and I remember talking to somebody about that and how I was, um, you just want to pick up your phone and call her again, but she's not there anymore. And the person said, yeah, I get that. I understand that. But that person still had their mom. So did they really understand what I'm, what I'm thinking or saying or feeling? Or So sometimes uh, people, well-meaning, try to say that they understand or they're with you. But until they walk in your shoes, do they really understand what you're going through? And so that's why uh, several weeks ago we talked about the thin place, finding that place where you can be in the presence of God. And that's where you can talk to God and say, you know, this is a challenge that I'm going through. This is a trial and I need you, Jesus. I need your presence with me. I need you to, to build me up, build my faith. And uh, so that's how faith, it's important to have that. This morning I was talking to Shannon Smith after church, um, after his wife had shared her testimony. And I said to him, you really feel for the people that have no faith. Because when they're going through challenges, for example, what Marilyn went through and she shared in that testimony, if you didn't have that faith, I mean, how do you get through those things? How do you... Uh, grow through that stuff is, is very difficult. And so that's why it's important to trust our faith, rely on our faith, really know Jesus, get to know Jesus, and find those places of, of worship and uh, talking to him and, and just sharing your heart and, and just letting Jesus minister to you. So our faith is very important through trials and challenges because people, they're with us and they might support us, but they may not totally understand everything, but Jesus understands all of us and our trials. I remember in um, five years ago when I decided, well, when we chose to leave Montreal and 
and come to Brentford, come to the to the West, and uh, we've been through a lot of trials, a lot of challenges in our lives. And um, one of the things that our faith helped us go through that is because we were able to push through, we were able to persevere. And for us, if we didn't have our faith, my wife and I, we spoke about this, and if we didn't have our faith, uh, we would have quit. We would have just let everything go, go back, and because everything was unexpected. And so, uh, and it didn't happen the way it was supposed to happen. So for us, our faith helped us not quit, help us mm-hmm. to just persevere and push through. And that was for us. If we didn't have our faith, we would have done, would have not. I, mean, I would have not been in the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have been probably back home with my church and my family and everything mm-hmm. else. And but uh, so, going back from Pastor Dale was saying, hope was the. The, uh, the, the turning point of everything. Because of our faith, we had hope. Because of our faith, we were encouraged. Because of our faith, we had a promise. And we were able to go back to the roots and on why we serve God and why we chose to, to make this leap of faith that we did and, and to obey and following the, 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 uh, the call of God. So if we didn't have our faith, we would have been those who would just succumb to the pressure mm-hmm. of our challenges and just quit. So, uh, so we're glad that we had faith through that. Yeah, I, I echo these things too. Like for me, faith in Jesus in trials, it gives us something to cling to, something to hold on to, gives us hope, um, and it brings meaning uh, to our struggles. Uh, I think Pastor Tim's word today that he used in um, the purpose uh, for our struggles, that God can bring purpose and meaning and uh, for me, that is really, really important that he brings purpose and meaning out of our struggles. And without faith in Jesus, I mean, it's like, what is the purpose of this trial? Why am I going through this? We hear that all the time. Why, why, why? But as believers, we can trust that God has a plan and a purpose in the midst of our trials. Mm-hmm. Which is a great transition to the question, in the trials and the things that you've experienced, is what purposes did you see or how did your faith grow through your trial? We're at a stage in our lives, in our family here, where our kids are now becoming adults. And so we've been watching them and uh, <laughs> watching them stumble a little bit maybe, but they are uh, adulting. So I, I even said to my son last week, adulting is when you take a package of chicken that was $8.95 and you want to pick up a package of chicken that's $8.26, a little bit less, because my son doesn't have a lot of money coming in right now. He's a college student, so that's adulting for him is getting the better deal. But watching them become adults and, and becoming uh, from children to teens to adults and watching them grow, and that's the same with our faith. When we go through trials, we go through challenges, uh, our faith must also grow. The Bible talks about how When we're a new believer, we drink milk, but as we grow, we begin to take the meat of the word. We begin to understand more of what God wants of us and and to be able to share our testimony with other people, that's part of it as well. And and so we need to let our faith grow. And so the challenges, trials that I've gone through, I have seen myself become a better person in the end. I've seen myself become a stronger person and understanding God more. And as because obviously when we go through these trials, we uh, spend time with Jesus, we read the word, and we pray, and God begins to reveal more of himself to us. So these trials, um, I mean, Pastor Tim talked this morning about how we go through the trials, and we should bring joy, and we should be joyful about that. Uh, <laughs> some of those scriptures are, are ones that we just kind of 
look at and like, are you serious? But it really is true. Um, we can have joy through our trials because we have the hope of Christ, as we've already talked about. But uh, hopefully our faith does grow and that we are a better person in the end and we allow Jesus to change us and to become a mature believer in Christ. In most lessons I've learned in my trials, and I understand the kind of the purpose of my life, you know, as a, as a salesman, I've been a salesman for most for more than 10 years. And as a salesman, every sales coach will tell you, well, you are in the control of your results. Uh, your result, your result is, is the outcome, is the, um, is the uh, addition of all that you're doing. And so you are in control, you are in control. So I've always been in my mind that I am in control of my life. My success depends on me. Everything that I'm going through, it's, it's about me, about me. So, uh, But when it comes to my trials and my faith, I wanted to control, you know, the, the outcome. I mean, if I do this and do that, I pray that much, I go to church this much, uh, I'm, uh, this is going to happen. And in my trials, every time that I had to, to put my faith forward, uh, the purpose of my lessons is always, well, has been most of the time uh, to let go and listen mm -hmm. to control give me the control. And every time I try to get the control, my victory is not coming. But every time I give him the control, this is where I win. This is where. So my, the purpose of most of my trials has been to just let go and let him do the work. Uh, let, let, let him tell me that I am a man, that I don't need to. I, I wanted to have that qualification by myself, you know. And so when I, when I, when I let go and I learned that okay, that was the purpose of this trial is to to make me to make me learn to surrender and to give up, not to give up my situation, but to give it up to him. This is where I, I kind of learned a great deal um, of what was my purpose of my trials uh, so far. Mm. A few weeks ago, we were talking about um, mental health, and I um, shared that for the last number of years that um, I've experienced some anxiety, not in a debilitating um, way, but a measure that's more than, you know, normal that has kind of uh, took me by surprise, so to speak. Um, so what purposes uh, did God, has God brought out of that and still bringing out of it? I think number one would be empathy for others. So when you walk through something that you have a greater appreciation when somebody else is walking that same journey. Um, and honestly, he's allowed me to minister to others in a way that I never was able to before. Because when we walk through something, then we have insight and we can say, like, I've been there. I've, I've, I've walked a mile in your shoes. And this is how God helped me. Um, and I don't have a problem with authenticity. Like I like I prefer to just be an open book, and so I just find that that's really helpful. And um, even God let me do some writing about it in a devotional book recently, and um, and in our small groups. And I can think of lots of different ways that even just in recent weeks that God has used that struggle in my life to really minister to people specifically, which is only He can do that kind of stuff. And um, the other thing I would say is that when we walk through trials, um, I, the purpose, and at least for me, is that I uh, have a new worship for the Lord, and it comes out of a place of knowing him in a new way that I didn't know before. When, when uh, 
He walks us through trials and we see his hand of faithfulness or his hand of provision or, you know, Kirby, you were talking about how like he shows his strength in your weakness. And it's just like, Lord, I didn't know you like that before. Mm -hmm. And so then when I worship the Lord, it's just like there's a, a new knowledge of him and it creates a new worship in me that that springs forth from a, a, a new knowledge. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I would say the same thing as you, Steph. And then I would also say the way that it, it has uh, reflected in my life is it's changed my trust in him. So in the same way that you were talking about how his character was revealed to you and you, it's changed the way you worship. For me, I've just learned that there's things that I, when I read it in the Bible, I believe it to be true. But then when I experience it in my own life, it takes it to a whole nother level, right? Like you can read that the Lord is your healer and believe the word. But when you have a sickness in your own body and God heals you, as we heard with Marilyn, it's like, well, now I really believe. And, um, and so those trials that I've gone through have revealed aspects of God's character to me that have prepared me for days to come. And I'm not saying that to speak negativity over my future, but I just recognize that trials and crises are inevitable. But the things that I've learned in the past through what I've gone through have revealed God's character to me in such a way that now when I face things, I, I can preach to myself in my own spirit and say, but I know that God is faithful. I know that God is true. And it increases my trust for whatever I'm going through. So. I think it's just incredible that, as Pastor Tim talked about this morning, in every trial, there is purpose that can come about. Um, I do think we have to have eyes to see it, though, because if we get too deep in the pit, we can miss it. But when our eyes are open and focused on Jesus, then we see the purpose. There's something that comes to my mind just when you're talking. Um, in, um, in John chapter 15, you know, uh, Jesus is talking about how how you know, the, the vine and the branches and God is the vine keeper and he prunes things in our lives to produce fruitfulness. And I think that we miss, when we want all of our trials to just be gone, we miss the fruitfulness that can come, that God can bring, um, whatever he's pruning or whenever he allows difficulty. Um, just your, the, what you're saying to me, it's just like, we can bear much fruit mm. through trials. Yeah. That fruit that maybe never would have been born outside of that trial. Right. Right. That's true. Oh, boy. I could real de really <laughs> derail this conversation now. But it makes me think, like, there's so many things that I think cannot be learned through the sunshine and the oh, skittles oh and yeah. the wonderful 100%. day if that's what we want we want a life that is just all about blessing and all about sunny days but the truth is is that you don't learn the real lessons of life the lessons that you need in those seasons we need the hills and the valleys if yeah. i can throw back to the series in the fall we need those mountaintops and those valleys because you learn so much through those experiences so and we don't want to go through pain i don't want to go through i don't want anyone to go through pain but you learn you learn so much through those things if we have a heart that's open to learn what a great series that was, Pastor Tricia. Oh, boy. All it right. was amazing. That <laughs> series was Let's landmark. Let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> let me transition out of this very awkward moment for me and ask, are there um, specific lessons that you've learned through your crises that you continue to hold on to today? 
if there would be one word, is perseverance. Mm. And it's a simple word that, you know, it's what we hear at church all the time. Persevere, persevere. But for me, it's so true. Uh, you know, like, like, you, like you said, you know, there's things that you know in the, in the Bible that you just believe because, you know, it's the word of God. The word of God said to persevere. Okay, I believe in that, right? But when, you're, that, ch- when that challenge comes and you have to experience true perseverance, and, and you get the, 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 the results of perse- the outcome of perseverance. Uh, like today, we were in James, and we were talking about, you know, patience, let patience do it work, its work. Mm-hmm. As perseverance does its work. For me, perseverance has been my word when it comes to trials for years and years and years. And I always share that lesson with somebody is I, I learned how to persevere, mm-hmm. how to persevere. I think my word would be fruit. So you've already mentioned about John 15. Mm-hmm. And the fruit. So what fruit am I producing while I go through my trial and, ch- and challenge? Um, there's people watching us. So for me, it would be my children. They're watching me. How is dad or mom going to react to this challenge or this trial? And how does that grow their faith as well? And it's not just about people watching us. I mean, I want to be spiritually healthy as well myself, uh, personally. But there are people watching. And so I want to make sure I'm producing the right fruit. So when I go through these trials, I don't want to become a bitter person in the end. I don't want to become an angry person in the end. I don't want to, to produce those things. I want to produce good fruit that in the end, I can say that Jesus has brought me through and look what the Lord has done and that my trust in him has grown stronger so that my kids that are watching can say, you know what, we have seen the hand of God and we have seen how mom and dad have, have experienced God, our trust in God and have watched that. And so I want my, my kids as well to see God's faithfulness, because they may not be experiencing it themselves yet. They will get to that, I'm sure. They will uh, experience some of those trials eventually. But I want them to see how we're handling it so that they know how to handle it as well. But the fruit, what, uh, what person am I at the end of the trial? I would say that the lesson I've learned is not very popular, but I don't have one handy-dandy word to just, like, sum it all up. But I would say that I it's... I don't believe it's God's intention. Um, well, no, it's not God's intention to deliver us from every trial. I don't, I don't think that he wants to, us to live in, like, you know, perpetual persecution. But his main goal is not our comfort. Mm-hmm. It's not our, um, you know, feeling that every, all is right in our space. That's not his end game. And that's not even really what he cares about the most. Um, but that he has predestined us to look more like the image of his son. And I would all, this is like a little bit, I'm like, I'm going to hop on a soapbox, but I, we just have a very anemic theology of suffering in Western culture. And I just think that Jesus suffered a lot. And Paul talks about sharing in his sufferings. And there's so much to be gleaned from suffering. But what the promise of scripture is that God is very present and we've talked about the fruit we've talked about the character that he can bring so maybe that's my one word summary is God's presence that it's not that he's always looking us to deliver us from our trials though he does that in his grace and in his mercy he does do that but that his promise is his presence and um, so for me, that's something I cling to, that maybe God doesn't want to deliver me out of everything I'm walking through, but he's, his promise is that he's very present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Um, my last question is, what advice would you give to someone who's going through their own trial or crises? 
I would say, I would say, well, jumping back from what I've been sharing so far is let go and trust God. Mm. Just let go and trust God. And but how to do it practically is how how um, while you let go and you decide to trust God, don't let go of His promises. Don't let go of His words. Don't let go of of the of the um, the declaration He has made for your life. You know, I always hold on to some verses when I decide to let go and trust God. He said, "God will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will never leave me orphans. He will be with me until the end of the ages." Uh, it's it, it, everything is for a time. It's not. It's not for. It's not permanent. Uh, the verses like um, uh, um, God. God is allowing things to happen, but He also open. He also make a way of escape so we can endure it. So mm-hmm. those verses for me uh, are pra- is practical things that helps me trust God and let go. And so, okay, it's not going to be about me making it happen. While I'm not going to stay on, on, on the couch and just wait for a victory, I'm going to be actively patient, actively persevering, holding on to his words, holding on to those verses, holding on to his promises, and let go and let him do the work and trust him that whatever is going in my life, he has allowed it to happen. And because of that, I'm going to trust him. Mm. Um, I would just say uh, asking for the grace of God. Uh, to help you endure, asking for God's grace to endure um, and to look for the lessons. Uh, Pastor Tim said this thing that we should, you know, like he suggested, we rejoice in the problem, but we don't rejoice because there's a problem, but we rejoice in the opportunities that the problem creates. Um, So for me, I just think depending on God's grace to endure and to open up our eyes to see what God is showing us uh, in the difficulty. So definitely hold on. Never give up. Never give up. Keep hanging on to Jesus. He's there for you. But definitely find somebody. I mean, there's people that love to intercede. There's people that love to pray for others. And so if you can find a trusted person that you can share with and bring that person into your life and and meet with them, whether it be at Tim Hortons or Global Donuts or somewhere to have coffee together, but just letting that person pray over you so that you still have that strength. Because it's always good to have someone walk the road with you. And if you can find somebody that's trusted, you can bring that person into your life and, and share that concern, share that trial, and let them pray you through this to the end. I think that's important. Yeah, great advice, guys. So our series is Real Faith in a Real World, and our experience with trials and crises, it's part of our real world. But as we heard in the testimony from Marilyn, God is with us in the midst of our trials. So for all of you who are listening, if you are going through a crisis today, I encourage you, as Pastor Dale just said, reach out to someone. Reach out to us here at Bethel or reach out to a trusted friend, someone who can pray with you and remind you of God's promises. In our real world and in the challenges that come in our real world, our real faith works because we serve a God who is always faithful, always good, and always present. So as we finish this conversation today, we leave you with the words of scripture in the book of James, which simply says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now let's go live our real faith in this real world with great joy this week.